0: Welcome to a new go of New Home Sales, where we discuss innovative sales and marketing technologies in residential new construction. With millions of dollars flowing into PropTech, we highlight new systems and share best practices so you can successfully incorporate MarTech into your sales cycle. And now, your hosts, John Lee and Anya Crisanti. And My name is Anya I'm a chief brand officer at Anugo, and we're very excited to have you on today. And joining me today are the real experts who really know all about the latest tools for OSCs. So I'm going to do quick introductions, and then ladies, if you don't mind giving us a little bit more of uh, your story so our listeners can, uh, can learn more about you. So as you guys know, technology always changes so quickly, and we really shifted sort of from getting all of these inbound inquiries to now, I think we're gonna have to start hunting a little bit more. And so we're gonna need to switch back to um, outbound mode. So I'm definitely excited to learn about what are some of the tools that these ladies are using, because as we know, technology is changing just so quickly. So joining me today is Heidi Schroeder. Heidi is the Senior Consultant with Lasso CRM. Lasso is one of the leading CRMs specifically designed for home builders. Leah Fellows is National Online Sales Coach with Blue Gypsy, Inc., and she's been in the the industry for, what, 16 years, Leah? It's been a long, long time. <laughs> and uh, we also have Corey Masters with us. Corey is a rock star OSC with Beacon Homes. So we can't wait to hear the real world experience from Corey. So ladies, if you don't mind giving us a little bit of a more personal story from you and um, your journey and um, what your day-to-day looks like now. So Heidi, we'll start with you.
1: Sure. So Uh, I entered the industry as an online sales counselor back in 2015 and loved it immediately. I came from an industry that was very, very negative. I came from a legal collections agency. (laughs) I was a legal assistant, paralegal, um, and then moved into this position. So I was thrilled to be working in the building industry. I'll never leave the building industry. Um, but came in as an OSC, had the opportunity to train our sales team how to use Lasso and how how kind of best practices for follow up, and um, and then eventually was the marketing director for that builder. So it get, allowed me to learn all the little parts and pieces of technology and how everything fits together. And I've been with Lasso now for about a year and a half, and I love it, love it. <laughs>
2: Thank you, Heidi. So, Leah, if you don't mind uh, going next. Okay. Well, I actually, I've been in the building industry since 2006. I sort of happened into it by accident. I was a sailboat captain, a dive instructor, and a backpacker for 13 years prior to working in the building industry. And uh, then I injured my shoulder. (laughs) I moved ashore, and I was temporarily going to work for a new home builder as a site assistant. So I started out on site and had some site experience and training. And if anybody's familiar with the 2007-2008 market, all of a (laughs) sudden things started to shift and turn. And so I actually uh, was interviewing for a job as a sales manager for a site. And the phone was ringing off the hook and the VP of sales and marketing said, we just lost our online sales counselor. This was in 2007. So it's been a long time, right? So I said, well, why didn't you pick me? And that's what happened. That's how I got in. I became an Mm -hmm. online sales counselor for a new home builder in-house. And I did that for three years. And then in 2010, I started Blue Gypsy Inc. And I started out working remotely as an online sales counselor as a sort of a third party OSC to a builder for four years before I began training. So we were just joking around. Uh, Now I've been training longer than the seven years I spent as an online sales counselor. Mm -hmm. So, So that's a little bit of my journey through this. And so I've seen the tech and tools change and the methods change. And so I'll talk about some of the changes we've seen over the years while we get into all this technology today. So.
0: Well, we're excited to have you on, and uh, as a building industry, you know, we're we're lucky that you gave a, you hung up your uh, captain's hat. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Hi, <laughs> right, Corey. If you don't mind giving us a little bit of an introduction, too.
3: Yeah. So I'm Corey. I am an online sales counselor. I have been one for about. This is going to be my ninth year as an OSC. It feels like forever. Um, not as long as, as everyone else though, but I, I love it. And it has changed dramatically in like the last two years. So I can't imagine how much it has changed since Leah has been an OSC and a trainer. So it's, it's amazing to learn from people that have been doing this for so long. And then also from people that have been doing it for a year, because they've seen it change so much already about me. I'm from Argentina. So if you hear a little weird accent, that's why. I speak Spanish, too. And um, let's see what else. So I started my careers in OSC. That was my first real job ever. Um, and I started in the Riley Market in North Carolina. And then I moved to Boise, Idaho. So I have experience in the East Coast and kind of the West Coast as well. But now right, right now I'm working for a builder in Oklahoma City. And I do remotely from Boise. So that's kind of, it's different than what most OSCs do. And it's really fun. Uh, and I get to come out and be, visit my my friends at Beacon Homes once a quarter. And I love them. So yeah, that's very me. cool.
0: Another interesting <laughs> cool. fact about Corey, she speaks three foreign languages. So on top of Spanish, English, she's also speaks Italian, which, you know, always fascinates me when people are <laughs> multi-bilingual <laughs> And so, Corey, does that come in handy in your OSC role? Do you ever get somebody who wants to speak Spanish or Italian?
3: Um, Yeah, it comes. I mean, it depends on the situation. One time I was able to help this lady. Uh, She was an immigrant, had gotten all her paperwork done to be here legally, and she was the most adorable lady but barely spoke English. So I was able to help her all the way from the initial phone call where she realized I spoke Spanish and she was so happy all the way to closing on her home. So I was able to help her. The biggest part was helping her with the understanding exactly how the lending process worked, because it's very different than how it was where she was from. Um, So that was it was such a great experience to see her come from an immigrant position where she came here with nothing all the way to owning her home Um, and she was paying cash for it too which was amazing I was so proud of her so it was a beautiful experience and I'll I'll never forget her so yeah that that that's the best time I had the opportunity to use Spanish Italian I haven't had to speak Italian with anyone yet but if you want to practice anyone let me know (laughs) I'll be happy to help
0: Oh, very cool. And just so you guys know, we really want to make this interactive and informal. So as we go through, if you have a question, just feel free to pop it right into our chat. And we'll take questions as we go. And then hopefully at the end, we'll also
1: have some time for questions. So ladies, take it away. Let's jump in and kind of level set here with what's important to OSCs. I know that you all probably have an idea of what's important to you if you're sitting in that seat. Um, But we have a few things that we feel that that are important to OSCs. I'll start with the first one, and that's that the technology that we have has to be easy to use. It has to be easy for our customers to use if it's customer-facing, and it has to be easy for us as online sales counselors to use, and it has to be easy for our sales team to use. So I think that that's very important when we're speaking of technology, that it's easy to use. Leah, you want to take this one? (laughs) So it
2: it needs to be personalized, right? There's definitely difference between um, how the marketing messages go out and how the online sales counselors messages go out. So whatever tech we use, we have to be able to personalize it and make it sound like it's coming from a human and not from a marketer or from something that's automated. I mean, we can automate, but it's got to be personalized. Sure. Sure. We need to make that personal connection.
1: So the third thing is integration. It's really important that all of your technology kind of flows together. So you're not duplicating your work. So having a, a system that can connect with one another is really important. So there's not that duplication process of processes, but also it just kind of makes for a smoother experience for your customer, too, if everything is seamlessly integrated.
2: And the other thing about integration, you know, I just want to throw in is it's important because if your systems are integrated, it's less manual input that the OSC has to do. And then we spend more time on the things that are important to us. And I mean, I've seen OSCs up till eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night, trying to input their notes from the day because it wasn't integrated. And that that's just enough to make you cry. Right. So yeah, Oh, yeah. So. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. As far as an OSC goes, it needs to be teachable and adoptable because Normally, OSEs are the people that will be training or helping the sales team understand the importance of a CRM. And if a, in a changing market, you're going to have people that are coming back to you that maybe were looking a year ago. And if you have a CRM that you were able to teach someone a year ago how to use and they put really good on-site notes, you're going to be able to pick, pick up where they left off and help them right now where they're at. So definitely having the right tools that you can teach someone how to use and that they will adopt and use them as their own is paramount. I think it's one of the most important things because people will actually use it and everyone benefits from that all the way from management that spend the money with that program to the OSE and eventually the client, which we want them to have the best experience possible, right? Yeah.
1: No, exactly. And, you know, it's important as we're talking about this, um, you know, teachable and adoptable, the CRM pops into our mind right away, but all Mm -hmm. of our technology, you know, that it's teachable um, to our sales team and to our customers if we need it, but easily adopted too.
2: Mm -hmm. Because like data is only as good as, as what's entered, right? So if it's, if, you, if people are not adopting it, if they're not using it, we can have all these wonderful tools out there and nobody on the sales team, the management team, or even your customers are using it. And so we are going to today talk about different tools for different phases because there are tools we use, there's tools our customers use. So we want to make sure it's, it's very user-friendly and that's part of teachable and adoptable. Yep. Yeah.
1: And actually that brings us to our next one, <laughs> trackable data. Right. Yeah. Corey, I know that this is really important to you, too. Yeah,
3: definitely. So there's so many different tools that I use in my daily OSC life that I love because they help me see where I was a year ago, where trends were a year ago or where my prospect is in their process right now. Um, I know I use, I definitely use, and it sounds like I was telling the girls, I was like, I hope this doesn't sound like an infomercial, but I really love the Anugo insights. Um, I love seeing where my prospect is and I love to be able to track where they started, where they're going and exactly where they're at today as an OSC and be able to tell that to the sales team. Like they looked at this particular lot 20 times in the last week. They're definitely wanting to come out and look at this one. And we know how it is. Sometimes they go inside, and the law doesn't look the same way it did online, and things go different. But just knowing and being able to track where things are at is amazing. And then the other tool that's that's super important for me to track is, for example, incoming calls. Um, I use CallRail, and I love being able to tell my management, "Hey, listen, I know things seem slow, but if we look overall at the last three years." At this time of the year, it always kind of slows down. So it's not like we're doing something wrong in this particular area. Or you might figure out that it's not a market trend, it's not a seasonal thing, and maybe the website's broken because you're not getting leads from a certain point of view, or you might realize that you had a number wrong on the website, so people are calling a different person. Um, So definitely something that allows you to track the information It is so important as an OSC to protect yourself and your work, to be able to show how hard you're working and to also on the other side, be able to help your customer have the best experience possible because without being creepy, you already know where they're at in the process and you can help them better instead of trying to talk about a completely different community that they don't care about. So that's what I consider most important in my OSC life every day.
1: Yeah it's always we're, a little creepy.
2: And look, when we say trackable data too, it's not that we're trying to reduce human beings down to oh, no. leads and numbers and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but, but it's important to know those leads and numbers and all the numbers and how they're falling in line and how they're comparing to your benchmarks, your goals, all of that, because that, That's the only way we can improve, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times trackable data is like tracking what's going on with that particular customer. Like Corey said, you can see how many times they've called, right? And you want that trackable data on the back end so we can see how often people are engaging with our website, how often people are engaging. So trackable data is important on a lot of levels. And I don't want anybody to think we're trying to break people down to numbers because people are people, okay? so. Yeah, it helps us tell the story.
1: All right. So let's jump right into some of these tools that that will help us. So um, first, chat, chat features on our website. And I know that we have many different types of chat available. We When we were putting this together, we were talking about live chat, um, chat bots, Atlas RTX, being kind of a hybrid of the two. Um, I know that that Leah has had varied experience with <laughs> with um, chat. and and Corey has
2: some real world experience currently. How What are your thoughts on chat, ladies? So I'll just start off and say like, five, seven years ago, to me, I felt like chat was a band-aid on builders' websites because I think that a lot of times builders knew they needed, an online sales counselor. And with that, they thought live chat was something that they had to have. And a lot of times online sales counselors weren't trained in how to follow up, but they were more reactive through that chat window, right? And a lot of times early on, chat didn't necessarily capture the leads. Somebody would get on there, start talking to an OSC. You'd spend some time on there. You'd either set an appointment or they'd go away and you might not get their information. So you had nothing to follow up with. And maybe you were thinking, you, you're, you were focused on that live chat versus the phone calls or the emails coming in, because that seemed like more of a direct conversion that you in your brain. But now, in this day and age, I am hearing a lot from my online sales counselors that I work with about how live chat is one of their highest and best tools that they're using, that they're getting a lot of people to convert to appointments through that. And again, I caution with live chat to make sure that you're still pre-qualifying. You still need to make sure it's a qualified appointment, even in chat. And and you want to make sure that through chat, you're getting their information. And it's not just you're spending 20 or 30 minutes chatting with someone and then they ghost you and you don't know where to go from there. So you have to have next steps. So that's my take on chat. And I'm going to turn it over to Corey for chat. So part of the
3: reason I love chat is... I think, first of all, I think our gender generation of my people and definitely younger than me love just being able to not have to pick up the phone call, the phone, I mean, and just call someone. And then the other reason I really love chat is because I use it as a way to shout the news to people on our website and be able to keep it updated. So if we're talking about a changing market, it's a great way, you know, great tool for me to utilize as an OSC to be able to say, hey, I know you don't see anything available on our website for move and ready, but please call me because we're getting new lots available. And I can put that as the little window that pops up before we even engage in a chat. So it's a great tool to be able to use and get your message out there without having to create a landing page on your website or something else that's going to cost a lot of money, a lot of money. So in an ever-changing market, is tool necessary? Definitely. And you can use it to your advantage as an OSC to always stay updated and to the day pretty much with your people. Um, And then you can also, if your company allows you to have some fun with it, you can change things in it. You can make it different colors. You can add different tools to get people more engaged. And then you can track it too, which as an OSC, I think most of us love data in a certain way. We're kind of nerds. Uh, And we love seeing what works and what doesn't work. So to me, it's super fun to be able to use a tool that allows me to see what people want from me and what they need and what gets them more excited to talk to me. And most of the, um, the chats that I've used, I think I've only, the one I really love is live chat. And in that one, I can make it mandatory for them to add an email address before we engage in a chat. So we don't have what used to happen a long time ago that people would just jump in. And it was so frustrating. Leah, I remember it was like you would get on it. They would start talking and you would try to do what you do in a phone call. But then it doesn't work because they can't hear your voice. And it sounds like you're interrogating them. Like what price range do you want? Where do you want to be? How many bedrooms? So it's it's so hard to figure it out personalities through chat with people because you never know you don't get to hear their voice are they older are they younger can they understand what I'm saying so definitely it's, it's hard to get the hang of it and then the last point I would make about chat is that as someone that comes from a country where we don't speak English as our main language chat has always been a really easy way to communicate for me with other people because I can slow down write what I need to write. And then the answers I get from whoever I'm chatting with, whether that's like Apple support or Amazon or whatever, I can always go back and translate that and read it slowly. Or I get it in an email and I can share it with my parents who might have needed help when I was a teenager, uh, when they didn't speak Italian. And we lived in Italy and they had no idea how to buy a house, so we would help them. So definitely a written form of communication. I love to have that for people to, to be able to communicate in a different way, if that's what they yeah. want for her.
1: Yeah. I, I would say about chat just really briefly that, um, that some chat features actually can translate real time. I think that yeah. that's really valuable in some markets to have that ability to translate real time. And it's important that to have a chat feature that connects with your CRM. So you're not doubling up the work. Mm. You can connect, you can, you know, push that information of name and email address and maybe even notes into your CRM. I've seen it in working with my lasso clients, I've seen less, or I've seen live chat done very well and I've seen it done very poorly on both sides. And I think it, it it's done very well when it does connect with Lasso when you have or with lasso, you know when I'm talking about, but um, with your CRM, that it does connect with your CRM but that it also has the proper um, setup as far as field setup that connects well with the CRM. And if it's a hybrid like Atlas is that you're asking um, some questions, but it's a more personalized approach and it allows this, the chat or the, the, the chat bot or whatever you'd like to call it, it allows that um, to be more personalized and it allows it to be a tool for the OSCs, um, not to replace the OSCs. It's never mm-hmm. a good replacement, but it, mm-hmm. it, it, it can be a tool in your belt. So um, one, more,
2: on. one more oh, point okay. though, one more point about chat is make sure if you're going to have chat, you have someone to man it. Okay. You've got to have someone to man or woman and it, it, right. Because if you have it on your website and people see it and they want to click on it and there's nobody available Mm -hmm. ever, it's frustrating to your customer and it can be a turnoff. So, so that's one last thing I just want to add. Huge, huge. Thank you for bringing that up. So
1: text. Text, of course, is a tool that we've all been using for a long time. How do we use it as OSCs? What are some best practices? And um, how can it be um, utilized?
3: Mm-hmm. So um, I'll, I'll go first with that one because I use it pretty much every single day with my people. Normally, you know, back in the day it would be like initial phone call, initial email. So what I do most of the time when it's during business hours is I'll send my people a text. Hi, it's Corey with Beacon Homes. Thanks for requesting information. Is it okay to call you right now? Can I? Sure. Is it a good time to talk? And most of them will get right back to me and say, hey, no, I'm at work. Can I call you my lunch break? And it's just such an easy transition from like calling, leaving a voicemail, trying to call them back after hours, trying to figure out what time worked best for them. Um, and then if they don't reply to the text, I call them, leave a voicemail and see where they are at in their journey and the way that they want me to communicate with them. And it's just, it's amazing to be able to do that with people nowadays. And it goes back to what I said previously as live chat, having a written form of communication definitely helps people that don't speak the same language as you do and can open up the your client base a lot. So that's how I use
2: it every day. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because years ago, again, going back, we would we would teach that not to text right away because it's very personal to text people mm-hmm. and you need to have permission. And so I want to talk a little bit about permissions on that one of the things we need to make sure if is check your web forms online and check and see if when you're asking for people's phone number if there's anything saying any sort of disclaimers on there saying when you give your information you know check a box get their permission to be able to text and do all that and you should have that checkbox just for spam laws and everything else and that and and obviously check with your legal departments but being able to make sure that they're checking the box and giving you permission is important. And so just like Corey said, I used to say, wait, you know, your text message is like seven days in or something like that. If you haven't heard from somebody, then try text them. Now it's part of that intro, right? Within that first five minutes, we always say you want to touch them in five minutes or less that text, that phone call and that email all can go out. They all need to be tied together. And mm-hmm. I always say, let people know who you are, why you're texting them, and what your next step is. I'm going to call you if I don't hear from you. When you make that phone call, I'm going to email you if I don't hear from you. And all of that is to give them the way they want to communicate with you. So that's, that's but text definitely can come earlier on, much earlier on, because more people are responsive by text now than ever before. And as long as it doesn't look spammy and canned, people will respond to it. So.
1: Yeah, that's the key, right? Spammy and canned. We we want to lean out from the the spammy canned. Um, you know, on um, as far as as texting, you know, something that I see a lot is that text is being utilized by OSCs, but it's not being marked in the history of their CRM. So make sure that you have a history available to you in your CRM of sent text or received text. Of course, we don't want to double up the work, you know, of that, but make it something easy where you can easily choose, you know, sent text and send that and put put that in your CRM as a, as a history. You know, the alternative is there are some text um, platforms um, that integrate um, with different CRMs. So um, it, it, choose a text platform that integrates with, with your CRM that, that can help as well. So what are some of your favorite text platforms? If you ladies can mention, that would be great. I didn't know if you wanted me to, to, to give a plug or not. Atlas RTX integrates with Lasso very, very well. In addition to having that online chat feature, they do integrate texting. So that's my favorite when I, when I work with customers.
2: Yeah, some of the OSCs tend to like the texting that goes with CallRail, though it's changing. And I've heard some frustrations with recent updates, um, which, Corey, you might be able to speak to. What's your favorite platform or do you just text right off your phone, Corey?
3: I used to use the CallRail texting option, but I can't use it from my phone. I could only use it from the desktop version of CallRail. And that was very frustrating to me. Um, so, to me, the best way to text someone is from my phone directly. And I know that's the hard part because I don't have a way to directly transfer it into the CRM. So, I basically just put like send text, talked about Morgan Creek. And then, normally, what I do when I have an appointment is I'll send the sales agent a big screenshot of what I sent, or I'll copy it into an email, which takes much longer steps but when you're having a really in-depth conversation you can do that if you have a really good appointment and i find that texting speeds up the the process of getting an appointment because it can be a quick and easy hey like we're texting about something and then we realize well i want to send you the lots we have available in morgan creek so let me just send you a link directly to the um the map that I have for Morgan Creek, and I'll show you. It's interactive. You can play here and there, and and it makes it so much easier than being on the phone and saying, "Hey, I'm gonna send you an email. Make sure it doesn't go to your spam. Make sure that you're clicking on the right link. Make sure that it's opening correctly, and all these things that could take a long time. And if the prospect is ready to have that conversation via text, I'm happy to do that. If they need it via email, then I can do that as well. But yeah, I found that phone makes it <clears throat> The quickest, um, and without any frustrations on either side, because the sometimes with callrail you would see a delay with it. So yeah, my phone has always been the best tool for that. Yeah. There's also a
2: text platform called Text Magic that some of my online sales counselors use. Oh. You can create some pre-canned templates, and you can do this with your phones too. Right with Apple, you can have some messages that go out, and texting is yes. also a great asset to you if you're, if you're multitasking, right? Oh, Say yeah. you're already on a um, chat and a call mm-hmm. is coming in. If you put a pre-programmed text that goes out saying, I'm on another call, but I'll get back to you as soon as I can, that helps people know that, hey, I'm not ignoring you. I really am on another call. And then yeah. you have to follow through and pick up the, call, the phone and call them afterward. But it's yeah. good you can also have those pre-canned texts that go out, for different scenarios that you can cut and paste. You could either do it if you're using the um, call rail app where you cut and paste, Hey, I'm on an online chat. I will call you back as soon as possible or multiple things. You can use text in that way too, so that they understand you're one person trying to do five things. Um, I love that.
3: I have built it up on my phone too. Like if I see an incoming call and I'm on another call, it just, directly click on it. It's like, I'm on a call, I'm in a meeting, I'll call you back if it's after hours. So yeah, good. Yeah.
1: Make sure that with, with um, something like mass texting, like text magic that your customers are opting in, I would use that sparingly, you know, for something like that, but that your customers are for sure opting into a mass texting service like that. One last thing, I do believe that Novi Home has a new a new um, segment of their software that links directly with Lasso that is a, a chat f- text type feature. So that's that, that is interesting to explore. So let's move on to online design tools. This is the fun stuff, isn't it? So. I like to look at online design tools as the bridge between your website and your customer and online sales. It's a fantastic way to get your customers interested and, and engaged in your website and um, engaged with you as an online sales counselor. So, Corey, I know that you use online design every tools day. every step. Right? <laughs> Tell us your experience.
3: Yeah, I I had a call with Sarah Williams a couple months ago, and I was like, "Look, I have like your website bookmarked right next to Lasso because it's where I go every single time with my prospects. It's the the next logical step from the website where they see something static, like I, they see our floor plan or a community photo, and very very we have a lot of out of state buyers." So having the opportunity for them to use something that can help them visualize what we have available, what our homes look like, different colors we have, different things, it's unbelievable to them. And it's something so easy. It's easy for them to use. It's easy for me to guide them through it because I know by memory. I feel like I've been using a Inugo since I started as an OSC nine years ago at Royal Oaks. We had like... The very first like the new go stuff, it was so funny. But yeah, I absolutely love it. And I think back in the day, I used to think I don't want to get too much into this part of the selling process. But right now we're seeing that clients want to have everything ready before they go on site. And I don't think they rule you out before going on site like they used to do. Uh, back in the day, I think they're they're realizing they can get a lot of information and be ready to meet on site. Um, so as I know, I I use the different renderings for the elevations, different floor plan, things that they can add on, take off, showing them that they can do so many things. And that is not just a static floor plan with different options on the side. It's huge. And then the part of it that I use the most every single time is our maps and being able to tell them, listen, these are real live If this is real life information, you will see when this home sells and you will not see it in the map available anymore. So what you see today may not be the same as what you see tomorrow. And in this particular lot, we can only fit the Charleston floor plan. Um, So being able to narrow down that information with them so easily is huge. And I love it. And it's one of the reasons I text with people so much because we can be looking at it on our phones at the same time together. I see a question from Julie. Do you offer pricing with their home selections on your design tool? We don't (laughs) right now, but we are looking into that because it's something that a lot of people, I mean, you have options that will change the home price, $70,000 because you're adding almost 700 square feet. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have some, we have some options that do not cost any difference in money. So yeah, definitely having that transparency um, and I think that people really appreciate transparency nowadays. They get it from every other website out there. So why shouldn't they get it when they're looking at homes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I I love my my Anugo app for sure. <laughs> I'm on it every single day.
0: And uh, yeah, we do definitely have capability to add that pricing and we encourage home builders to share pricing for sure.
3: And look,
2: all of these things between online design tools, Matterport tours, you know, interactive floor plans, all of that stuff, it allows you to have more reasons to reach out and touch your Mm -hmm. prospects, right? Mm -hmm. You can put links to those things in emails if you haven't heard from someone yet. They may not find it on your website by themselves if it's, you know, because sometimes things are buried or sometimes it's not what they were even looking for. So you can utilize the more tech tools you have like this on your website, the more reasons you have to do outreach to your prospects. And that's newer prospects or even when you're digging through your prospect date, prospecting in your database, if things slow down. So, yeah. Oh,
3: sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to say, and going back to the change in market and how fast things change, we can look at the things that people look online the most and then change our colors accordingly. Like, are people really loving the farmhouse style? Well, let's do more farmhouse. Are people looking at this more or that more? So yeah, in a changing market like how it is today, it's so important to have a tool like this that will help you track what you're doing and what people really want.
1: And online design tools can mean many different things, you know, of, of course, you know, an online design tool, such as what Corey was talking about, but also your video assets, your Matterport, you know, any of those are online design tools, you know, lot management tools, of course, floor plan management, all of those, but all of those, you know, kind of bridge that, that between the OSC and, and your website. And they also, it kind of drives home the importance of online sales and marketing working hand in hand to have a great experience and to make sure that everything's up to date, but also, you know, your online sales counselor, if we have any marketers on here, your online sales counselor is on the front lines of what's going on and what people are looking at. And also you can get that data, you know, so it is important to work hand in hand um, with that. And I think that online design tools can be a, a tremendous opportunity for change. We're seeing more and more, of my Lasso clients are implementing online design tools and, you know, they can be connected, you know, in many different ways with, with um, Lasso or other, other software as well. So I think that, that this will become more and more important. So get familiar with it. When Mm -hmm. I was an OSD, I remember sending attachments of floor plans, you know, Mm -hmm. in, in emails, sending attachments, of, I worked for an on-your-lot builder, so we didn't have lots, but we we did have areas and sending attachment of maps and that sort of thing. And all of that is eliminated with this. It's great. An mm-hmm.
0: average person spends about eight hours using interactive online design tools. And a huge benefit of it is that they become emotionally bought in. They're taking ownership of this virtual home. So they're much more likely to convert um, as opposed to somebody who has not used the tools.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure.
0: Eight All hours. Right.
1: That's so long. This is my favorite slide for me. Yes. You know, you know, <laughs> this this is this is my favorite slide, right? right. So CRM, what are some high-level things we should be doing in our CRM to set ourselves up for this changing market? So I'm um, I'm gonna go over a few things, but I want Leah and Corey to jump in on these two. Um, the biggest one that I see I've been working with many builders that are realizing that we're not quite ready for this change is auditing your CRM so you as oscs you can help with this by making sure that your CRM set up how it, how it should be it has the user you know the users the projects the sales processes all of those things Look like they look like they should be, and you have a nice, clean, streamlined system. Along with that, it's time to reset those sales processes. So those old processes that we've been using to get us through the this time where we've been so you know wrapped up in what's incoming, what's incoming. It's time to reevaluate our sales processes, both the timing of those processes. Those still. Still work for for the timeline of of how you're connecting with customers. Does does the time frame of your emails and phone calls and texts that you're sending does that work? And it's also time to reevaluate those templates, freshen them up a little bit. Make sure your messaging is reflecting the current market and maybe some current market challenges. So take a look at those. So. Leah and Corey, I know that there are other challenges involved in CRM. Let's, let's.
2: So let me jump in and then Corey can correct me with any real world stuff. Let me do theory <laughs> and then she could do real life. So theoretically, look, people don't respond to your first or your second or your third inquiry. So you've got to make sure you have that long term follow up. And we know. As the market changes, as uncertainty kind of starts to take hold, as interest rates rise, we might start seeing people slow down and be a little more indecisive about their buying. So you have to have those long-term follow-up processes in place. You can't just say, well, they didn't respond to my first or second. I'm too busy. I'm not going to. And then you let them fall off into your database oblivion. Make sure you have those checks and balances that you're following up. You're taking a look and you're looking back. And one of the things I love about Lasso is you can see if, people are actually coming to your website, even if they're not communicating with you. So you should take all of that stuff into consideration and really use your database to prospect in. And I'm a firm believer, like Heidi said, audit, 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 make sure that you are not putting out the wrong messaging that doesn't go along with what's going on right now currently. Um, And that means as an OSC, all you OSCs on here, you have to be expert in your CRM. You must know how to set and change and reset those processes. It can't be someone else programmed them in for you years ago and you're still using the same thing. It can't cannot be that way. So I'll hand it over to Corey.
3: No, I I agree with everything you said. I mean it's it's so important. And then just a quick tip for those that don't know how to use it or don't know how to like it's something I do pretty much every single day is to go through a list of people that were on our website today or the day before. And that's like one of my quickest and easiest ways to follow up with people. So yeah, having a CRM that will allow you to do that is so, so important. It's such such an easy thing to do every day. Mm -hmm. So
1: yeah. That's great. I would like to add, you know, prospecting is more important now, you know, so so creative ways to prospect. Like Corey said, you know, there are a lot of different ways to prospect, pull out those lists of, of anyone who hasn't had a, a contact in the past. You know, you may have people who haven't been contacted in six months, pull that list, dig in. There's gold in those lists. Believe me, there is gold in those lists. And so start going through those that will Become more important to know how to do that. You may not need to do it right now, but know how to do it so when the time is right, you can do it. So do that. Um, you know the database maintenance, of course, we talked about. But um, integrate wherever you can. So make those integrations. You may be using live chat on your website, but it's not integrated with your CRM. Take the time now to make those integrations to set yourself up for this for this changing market the one thing last thing that i wanted to add to that is in your crm whether it's lasso or anything else you can get data out too it doesn't need to be your sales manager or your marketing manager who who's gleaning the data out of lasso or or another crm set up your own personal dashboards so you know what's happening how many phone calls you're make, making how many emails you're making how much traffic you're getting how many appointments you're setting set yourself up with your own dashboards so you can have oversight on what you're doing so you can let your your management team know when they ask how many how are our leads looking you can at a glance say we have 47 leads this week you know you can do that at a glance take this time now to set that up so you have the ability to use that data for yourself in the future. One last thing, make sure right now, as we're talking about auditing, make sure you and your sales team, all of those emails are journaling. I've run into it a few times recently where a new person got added into the CRM. Those emails weren't capturing. Take the moment right now and just to make sure everybody's everybody's on point. You know, do a little test. Make sure everybody's on point with that, so everything's capturing properly. This is a fun one, video. Yeah. We yeah. all love video.
2: <laughs> Everybody right?
1: Loves it and hates it, right? They love Everybody it loves it. Loves, it, loves to hate it. Exactly.
3: Right. Yeah. Uh, so, um, for me as an OSC that's remote, my the biggest way I can help people is with my appointment confirmation text. I record them here in my office and I'm like, hey, it's Corey, you're going to be meeting with AJ tomorrow at this time. And then that's how I send my appointment confirmations. I send them in a quick text with a video in it because I've realized that people tend to open them way more than when they come from an email. And then sometimes I ask our salespeople to send quick videos through text to our prospects. Like, hey, they need to see what that lot looks like, but I'm in Boise, Idaho, so I definitely can all get on a plane and fly to Oklahoma today to show them that lot. Can you help me out with that? And it's great. We see a huge response from, from videos and in text. That's how we're using it at Beacon.
1: Okay. Awesome. And then
2: of
3: course, for the past decade, we've been saying video,
2: email, video, email, video, yeah. email, bomb, bomb, right. We tell you bomb, bomb, vid yard, all of that sort of stuff. And it's important because we know that, what, what is it? I'm probably making this up. It's something like 26% of people, 26% more likely to open an email, right? Um, if it's got a video in it, I think that's right. I think that's
1: a moving target, right? Yeah, it's a moving it's, yeah, target, it's, but it's
2: something like that. Yeah you already we already hear people complain why am i sending emails nobody opens them at least with a video email you're more likely to be open like corey said her video texts are open even more than her video emails so that's important to keep on top of that utilizing it using it because look you're online and the more people can see your face as an online sales counselor the more they relate to you the more they want to work with you so you know good bad or otherwise even if you're having a bad hair day you've got to pick up that video <laughs> and use it because people are going to do it. But even more so, I'm seeing people, I'm seeing online sales counselors going beyond the video and using live Zoom, which is kind of falls in the video, right? And using live Zoom to talk to people and talk to groups of people, especially during this pandemic when you've had the same questions over and over and over again. One of my online sales counselor teams has been wonderful about setting up informational Zooms, on upcoming communities so that they're not answering the same questions over and over and over again. And they're inviting all those leads to that. And then they're turning it around and setting appointments off of those live Zooms. So really as an OSC, you might say, well, I don't wanna do Zoom appointments, but you could do a live Zoom webinar about upcoming communities, invite your sales agents, get everybody comfortable and familiar and use it as a tool to turn over more appointments.
1: Video, other tech options, you no know, BombBomb, of course. Um, recently, it's come to my attention. A company called Warm Welcome has great video options there. And then, of course, Zoom or GoToMeeting or whatever you choose there. So other communication. Let's do one, one sentence about each. I, I've seen uh, my customers be successful with Novi Home that during the sales process. It, 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 customer communication, it's an app. Um, that a customer can communicate during the sale, after the sale, it can replace those email attachments. Sometimes, so I've I've seen Novi Home be great tech for for the builders that I work with.
2: I just recently did a demo with Open House AI. Some people may be familiar with it. They're really trying to gamify the whole user experience where you go through and you answer a bunch of questions and then they show you the top rated choices. And I mean, it's great because you get to really look at pictures and say, what's most important to you in a home? It's kind of like the Netflix experience, right? <laughs> the more you watch certain things, the more your feed is different. Like my Netflix feeds different than my husband's. So open house AI is doing something like that, that you might want to take and look and do a demo with.
3: That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, we used our very like we created our own tour now type program with our alarm system that uh, we include in every home. So I can basically open homes from my cell phone for people that are in Oklahoma and then we go into the sales process that way. But yeah, I will talk more, but we're running out of time. Well, <laughs> no, they're, they're <laughs> real quick
2: on that, if you if you don't have that set up with your with your own stuff, you can look into UTOR and Internal. Those are great ways for people to self-tour um, your homes. And then the OSC can do follow-up on that. So yeah,
1: those are great. So we have some we've brought up some evolutionary ideas. Let's evolve into the changing market here let's let our customers guide us you know let's always keep thinking about our our customers how they want to communicate with us and evolve our technology to to mirror what how they want to be communicated with mm-hmm.
2: Uh, make sure you find the right tech for your needs. Right? Don't don't go out and get everything we just said if it doesn't fit what you need. Think about it methodically and 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 through process and what's going to connect with what, and really kind of do your research because there's a lot of tools out there and and you want those tools to work for your needs as internally and externally for your buyers.
1: Hey, fight the fear. Um, there's a lot of fear of technology, maybe not necessarily with you, but certainly with at least one person on your sales team is fearful of technology. So keep it slow. It can be overwhelming to implement everything all at once, you know, take it slow, um, fight the good fight on the OSCN for for um, <laughs> trying to, to keep up with your management on, you know, this tool may help us, um, but don't try to take on everything all at once.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, identifying a champion. I mean, I think I've talked about this in the past before finding the right person in your team that will be able to find the new ways to communicate with people and new technology. It's normally a thing that comes from your personality and who you are, but just being open to that person doing that job. And if you don't have anyone or you're just a one person OSC, there's so many resources like this type of webinars. There's Facebook groups and places where you can find OSCs that are in the same boat that you are. So take the time to really look into that and and talk to other people and figure out what they're doing and what's working for them as well.
1: Yeah. And how all of your tech fits together, you know, not
3: just each
1: piece, but how everything fits together. Keep an eye on that big picture.
2: you. Yeah so yeah. if if there's a hole in your customer communication that you're looking to solve chances are there's a technology that's going to help you so think about innovative uses for communication and technology think outside the box and and there's a lot of communities out there where you can ask questions you can engage like the um the selling new homes online um you know there's a lots lots of great information out there which mm-hmm. leads us to yeah The tropical home sales, uh, the new home sales plus tropical retreat, which we're really excited about. That's coming up in um, November two through four. There's actually going to be an online sales counselor track. This is year two of this tropical sales retreat. And everybody but me was there last year that's (laughs) on here and they all have great things to say. I came to Roland, who is the uh, founder of the tropical retreat and asked him about the idea of having an. Online sales counselor track. Because all you online sales counselors out there know there's not enough places for us to gather in community and learn. And so this is going to be a place where Heidi's going to be there. We're trying to talk Corey's company into letting her come out. Anya's going to be there. Alexis, who's on here, is going to be there. And we are going to be talking about not just tech and tool, but all sorts of things that are going to help you continue your journey as an online sales counselor, improve your customer. Uh, relation your your relationships with your sales team, all of those sorts of things. So we're really excited about it. Anya has put a link in the chat with today. If you go, you can get um it says a hundred dollars actually
0: hundred bucks. So yes, so hundred
2: dollars off. That is good but you'll actually get a 50 more than this slide says. So with the the link that on you get, you get a discount of a hundred bucks. You're going to have amazing trainers there. It's all going to be on the beach and, and we will do some stuff on the beach and we're going to do round tables and talks and all kinds of interactive stuff for online sales counselors. So I hope anybody out there who is thinking that they want to take their education to the next level, level up, will consider coming to the new home sales plus tropical retreat and check out the osc track and the great thing is it's also for management it's management sales anyone here you will have things that you can take away from this um event and yeah there's three tracks that's that's the great part is sales uh-huh. yep sales osc and leadership
1: so a is a sponsor eci lasso is also a sponsor um, of this and man it was great last year it was really really it was really side. good innovative things it was the most innovative event that I had attended so new not the same old same old it was really really nice. To learn yeah. some new
0: things. So. And, you know, if you guys want a, a tropical vacation, but you need to like make it sound to your boss, like, you know, you're going to be learning, which, you know, <laughs> you will be learning, but it's, I'm telling you, this is right on the beach. So you could not have picked like a better spot for where you can get a little bit of an R&R and, you know, get access to so many uh, great new home sales experts at the same time. So I'm super excited to be going back. And uh, if you guys are going to be there, we're going to be ringing in my 40th birthday. Oh, yeah. hey. so, so it's going to
2: be really a good party. A- we're celebrating. <laughs> so <any> questions. <laughs> any questions about everything we presented though? Because we do have two minutes left, two minutes. And we do still have a good number of people on this. So I want to make sure we value your time and answer any questions you guys have.
1: Yeah, yes. and we can also answer questions off camera for any of us. You know, if you um, if you need our contact information, you can contact Anya there at Anugo and and uh, she'll get us in contact with you. Mm-hmm. looks like we do have a question. Okay.
0: And you guys, I will be sure to uh, post this recording. It's going to be dropping about a week from today. So you'll be able to rewatch, share with your team. We'd we'll certainly appreciate that. And, um, yeah, I love to uh, love to learn uh, all about the new tech. I mean, it changes so fast. So it's really good to uh, to get it from somebody who's doing it day in, day out. <laughs> we have to be
1: nimble. We have to be flexible because it it's it's changing. You know, I, I was on a call with someone the other day that we were talking about how it's changing and it's not all doom and gloom. You know, the past the past couple of years haven't been the greatest for OSCs. It's been stressful. So it's changing, but that's not a bad thing. So yeah. don't, don't let anybody tell you it's a bad thing. <laughs>
2: no, no. And OSCs are definitely having more time as things slow down a little bit to a normal clip to be able to really build those relationships, which is what we were all about before anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I la- one last thing on tech that I will like, I love to laugh about is like you said, tech is a moving target. And back when I was an online sales counselor, I used to joke that my CRM was put together with bubble gum and duct tape. So, <laughs> so Let,
1: yeah. Let's hope that's not the case. Right. If anybody needs an audit, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> All right, ladies, thank you very much. Thank you so much for everyone
2: for joining us
0: today. I had so much fun. I've learned a lot. And uh, thank you, ladies, for for leading this discussion today. Really appreciate your time.
1: Thank
2: Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.